Episode 42, guys. She hungry. Man, you guys, I love this title so much. Um, just a side note, I, I might be late to the game, but I just heard the song Victoria's Secret. It's the best. There's a line in there, can't have carbs in a hot girl summer. If you haven't heard it, listen to it and love it. It's a good song. Anyway, title of this episode, She Hungry. This title, I love it. It makes me laugh because this sentence is basically the sentence of my life. In childhood, we would go to Denny's. We live in the Kirkland and down the hill, there was a Denny's and they had a kid's menu with pictures on it. And it was cheaper for mom and dad to feed their chubby kids off of this kid's menu. And we could pick two things off of this menu. And I was in heaven. Usually it was either a hot dog and spaghetti or grilled cheese and spaghetti or a hamburger and spaghetti. <laughs> it was the best. It's, it brings back wonderful memories to me. Oh, man. But fast forward. I end up marrying Jack Spratt, y'all. You know the kids rhyme. Jack Spratt could eat no fat. His wife could eat no lean. Yeah. And I'm like, really? I couldn't marry a guy that could keep up with my appetite. I mean, we go to Mod Pizza. And he up and orders a mini. A mini. Every time we go, he orders a mini. So I think, well, I guess I'll order a mini too. But you know what? Not anymore. In fact, we went today. And I wanted a cauliflower crust. And you know what? It's Mod size. There's no mini size cauliflower crust on the menu. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what? I didn't save half of it for later or half of it for dinner. I mean, there's no shame in that because I do that too sometimes. But today, today, I was hungry and I ate the whole thing, the whole thing for lunch and I liked it. No regrets. Seriously, though, I generally have a big appetite and having a big appetite it bothered me up until very recently actually because in our western culture girls aren't really they're not supposed to have big hearty appetites now you know what i'm talking about y'all we say stuff like well here's a little example if a little toddler baby boy big and chubby and he's eating like a lumberjack he's just he likes to eat because he's so big. We say with pride, oh, he's going to be a big boy. Yes, he is. Look at him. Put some more on that plate. Oh, he's hungry. He's going to play football. He's going to be a big, strong boy. Oh, are you going to be a fireman? Oh, yeah. But turn the table a little bit to little toddler chubby girl. Oh, she hungry too. She eats big too. Girl hungry. We might not say it out loud, but we might think, that's fine why you're baby girl, but you're going to have to learn to rein that in, baby girl. You can't keep eating like that. We don't generally say, oh, look at her eat. She's going to be a trucker someday. Oh, yes, mama's little rugby player going to be a big back one day. We generally don't do that. My girls, they eat like their mother. Now they're mindful of their bodies. They enjoy eating good food, 
good for you food and they're pretty in tune with what foods their bodies like and what their bodies say like dairy oh i can't handle that don't do it they're generally not overeaters if they're not that hungry but they do have big healthy appetites and they're not afraid to feed it and i'm so proud of that on a day that they're just hungry they eat and they feed it and it makes me happy and i don't want to shame that at all some days i'll say i'll be like you ate all that but i say it with pride it's the same way that i would say it to my son yeah girl you eat but girls why do why have we shamed our appetites i'm not always eating like a lumberjack sometimes i'm not that hungry and don't get me wrong i'm all about balance and eating good food most of the time but i'm talking about the days when you're hungry i'm calling out those hungry days the days that we want to push aside or ignore or refuse to acknowledge that hunger and we secretly damn all the skinny girls that eat all they want and never seem to gain an ounce by the way all that negative talk comes from a little thing we do called comparing and comparison as a bitch girl so don't do it anyway on your hungry days eat whether it's a salad or hummus or carrots or surf and turf or bacon burger be mindful of every single bite enjoy it savor it be present make all the noises mm, mm, mm. listen to that hunger and feed it listen all that that's about our stomachs but what about your heart what are you hungry for what hopes dreams or desires have you been hungry for or maybe you haven't had a heart hunger in a long time you forgot what it's like to crave something. You forgot that childlike longing of what you wanted to be when you grew up. Remember that feeling? The hope, the dreams of childhood, the expectancy of when I grow up, I'm gonna dot, dot, dot. And I'm not saying to start dreaming to be a zookeeper like you did when you were a kid, and let's, that's still a dream, but to be hungry like a child. Or maybe you're afraid to get heart hungry afraid of getting disappointed or afraid of taking a risk afraid of all the what-ifs that's out there you know i was reading glennon doyle's book untamed and she asked the question what is the most beautiful life you can imagine for yourself right now don't you love that question i do or perhaps you don't maybe it's intimidating because you put it off or you're like Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind and you say, I can't think about that today. I shall think about that tomorrow. That was my impression. It sucked, but there it is. What is the most beautiful life that you can imagine for yourself right now? You know, there's a story I want to tell you. And it comes from the book of Luke in the Bible. And it's about a woman that has some woman issues she's bled for 12 years straight they call her the woman with the issue of blood and i was reading one commentary though and it says that some have said that her name was veronica 
I have no idea where they pulled that out of, but I like it. And it gives her a name instead of woman with issue of blood. So you know what? I'm going to call this girl Veronica. I really don't think it was, but who knows? But I like it. She's going to be Veronica for this story. So Jesus was out and about. He's popular with the crowds right now because he was known for his uncommon sermons and healing everyone. So the crowd around him was enormous, jostling for position to be around him, to get close, touching him just to get his attention. And then cut scene to Veronica, the woman that has bled for the last 12 years. You guys, I can't imagine a world without tampons or pads and bleeding out for 12 years. Physically weak from it. Emotionally weak. Because in their culture, in that time, a bleeding woman was unclean. And she had to be placed outside of the community. Everything she sat on, labeled unclean. Everything she touched, unclean. And she herself labeled by her community as unclean. Do not touch. The longing to be held by someone unfulfilled. She spent every last penny she had on doctors. The search for any help to stop the bleeding. Just stop bleeding physically weak emotionally weak but her spirit was hungry so hungry that she heard that Jesus the one who's been healing everybody was in town you know what I bet she said in that moment you know what screw it I'm going there may be a crowd around him and I'm not even supposed to be among a crowd, and they might have labeled me unclean, and I could get into big trouble. But screw it. I'm going. Her spirit imagined a more beautiful life, and she was hungry for it. So she moved towards that, towards life. And I can just picture her jostling through the crowds, feeling the pressure of people against her, which was, had to be so foreign because it's been so long since she had the touch of people against her. But she pressed forward towards life. And there he is. He's passing by. She's getting jostled. If I can just reach a little further. Oh, no. He's passing by. Oh, no. He's, he's getting too far. Wait. Oh, I just touched his clothes. Got it. And in that instance, she realizes the bleeding has stopped. And immediately, Jesus stops in the crowd. Who touched me? And Peter's like, Peter's his friend, his assistant. He's like, dude, everybody's been touching you. The crowd is enormous. And Jesus said, no, someone touched me and power flowed out of me. There's Veronica realizing that Jesus, he's what, he wasn't going to let this go. And she couldn't hide in the crowd any longer. So she speaks up. And she's afraid of the backlash she'll receive for being in the crowd with the rest of the people. But she blurts out her story, tells the whole thing, and waits 
to see what's going to happen. And he says, you took a risk trusting me. And now you're healed and whole. Live well and live blessed. She was hungry. She had imagined that life could be more beautiful than it was right now. And she moved towards it. Who is this Jesus? He's life. He's the source. He's everything. He's rest. He's bread for your hungry heart. And all it takes is moving toward and forward and trusting that he's got you. Surrender to his beauty. It's not about cleaning yourself up and getting your act together first or doing something good first. No, he wants just you, just as you are. Trust his goodness. Surrender to his beauty. He wants to be, he wants you to be all of who you are in him. Maybe you're in a season where you just need the bleeding to stop. You're tired physically and emotionally, but I can guarantee there's still hunger in your soul. Move towards it. Or maybe you've had a hunger inside that you've just suppressed or ignored or pushed away because, well, you don't have time to pursue it or you've got other responsibilities or you'll just think about that tomorrow. But what is the most beautiful life you can imagine for yourself right now? Move towards it. Life awaits. Are you hungry for it? 